Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Everything Boston Red Sox. This is Red Sox Review on WEEI. Swinging a high drive into center field. Harris is back. Hits at the wall. It is gone. Casas does it again. A deep fly to center field. And the Red Sox are within a run. It is three to two. Tristan Casas with one of three home runs for the Red Sox tonight. The rookie delivering again at the plate. Boy, he has been red hot, especially since the All-Star break. 15 for 32 now in this stretch, and he has really come into his own in the month of July. A guy that is just hard to retire at the plate. He had four plate appearances tonight, two walks, two hits, including that home run, the call there from Will Fleming, as the Red Sox beat the Braves 5-3 to at Fenway Park, so they're now 55-47 and on the season. Now, Toronto did win today against the Dodgers, so the Red Sox are still a game and a half out uh, from the third wildcard spot. They have a gold an opportunity though to pick up a game against both the Astros and Rays today. So the Rays already lost, so the Red Sox did pick up a game against them, uh, but the Astros uh, were losing pretty badly last I checked against the Texas Rangers. The Red Sox came into today three and a half back of the Astros for the second wild card spot. Yeah, by and, the way, Joe, it's 13-3 Rangers. Yeah. In the <laughs> Joe, it's funny. I, I literally just pulled that up, and I was like, okay, this is definitely a loss. And I, I, You never want to say definitely in baseball because anything can happen. It's so wacky, but... Joe, I think we're I think we're pretty safe. What do you think? I would say there's about a 97 percent chance that uh, Texas will hold on. 97. Hey, okay, that's pretty. I, that's lower than I, I thought you'd even say. I'd say nine, maybe 99.45. Well, it's Houston. They're the champs. Now, I guess that's give them true. some kind of credit. That's true. I think that's fair to say. But if the Red Sox do win, they will be two and a half games back of Houston for that second wild card spot. Anyway, point being is that they're pretty close uh, right now to to jumping into the playoff conversation. Right now, on the outside looking in, but you sweep a series against the Braves, you're certainly going to feel good about yourselves. And especially with the trade deadline coming up, the Red Sox are, are pushing themselves into a spot where they could be a little more aggressive uh, than we thought initially. Again, the number to call in here for Red Sox Review. We're going to take you all the way up to midnight, 617-779-7937. Again, 617-779-7937. I want to go to the phones right now. We're going to go to a a guy that's become my new best friend tonight. Got a chance to meet him. Cam and Mashby. Cam, what's going on, my man? What's going on? It's such a pleasure to meet you. It was an amazing game. And uh, I just want to shout out you and Subaru at the same time. Atlantic Subaru. So, Cam, thank you Cam, so much for having me on the air. 
Oh, of course, Cameron. It was great to meet you. I got to meet the, the whole Subaru crew tonight. It, it was a lot of fun. And they're the good luck charm. I, I, I went into the box they were in. They were in the WEI box, and uh, I had a chance to uh, be with them in that box as the, the rally of the seventh inning transpired. So they're the good luck charms. They bring a win tonight here at Fenway Park along with the rest of the 37,457 fans, largest paid attendance uh, here at Fenway Park since That's surprising August. to me. I definitely thought there could have been a game in like 2021 during that postseason run. It, the attendance would have been bigger. Uh, that's what that's that's what Red Sox PR tells me. So I'm, I'm going to go exactly with what they're saying. But maybe and and maybe there's a chance that it was a a, a regular season thing. Um, but anyway. Point being, it was it, it, Joe. It was an awesome night to be here. Uh, not to rub it in because you're you're back in the flagship, but it was an awesome night to be here with the the crowd. And uh, you know, it's funny. My fiance was here, and she's not the biggest baseball fan, but I, I was just like, you picked the perfect game to come out. Gorgeous night, 85 degrees the first pitch, and you got to see two great pitchers, Brian Bayo for the Red Sox, who's been great this year. Outside of the you know a couple of starts, especially his last one coming into tonight against the A's, in which he gave up three home runs. And then we had a chance to see Spencer Strider, right? And and as much as you don't want to, you know, you knew it would be a tough task facing a great starter like him. It's, it's fun to watch one of the best starters in baseball, especially one of the best strikeout artists in the sport. He has a 10 strikeout performance tonight. That's four straight starts for him in which he has logged 10 strikeouts. But the cool thing is that the Red Sox got to him as the game progressed. They end up knocking him out in the seventh inning. Uh, and, and Brian Snitker actually went to Pierce Johnson when, the, the Braves still had the lead. It was sort of a curious decision uh, to go yeah, to a guy I like wonder, Chip. what was your thought? Because I think all of us agree, like, why are you taking out Spencer Strider when he's only given up, like, two hits? And only at 91 pitches, too. He he, did, he was at six hits at that point when he got taken out. But I, you take out a guy like that, you're, you're almost breathing a sigh of relief. And to go to a guy like Johnson, who's really struggled, like his ERA now is at 5.90 on the season. So it's not as if he's been like a lockdown guy either. It was a curious move, I thought, from Brian Snitker there, Joe. But it, 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 it's one that the Red Sox will certainly uh, appreciate as uh, they walk out of Fenway with a sweep of the Braves. They'll now head to the West Coast, three against the Giants, followed by three against the Mariners. Uh, an off day sandwiched in between this series, the six games, and then on the back end, and they'll come back home uh, here to Fenway Park. So we'll get a chance to see the, the home team here back on August 4th against the Blue Jays, and it could be a new-look team depending on what happens at the trade deadline. I, I do think it's worth adding to this conversation that the Red Sox are in a very unique position, I think, compared to other teams when it comes to the trade deadline. And the reason I say that is because of the fact of you think about all the guys that are currently on the IL that will eventually rejoin this team. Trevor Story, Garrett Whitlock, Chris Sale, Tanner Houck, all these guys slated to come back this year. Trevor Story had a chance to play a rehab game today. Uh, he played in game one of its win bill that the, the Woo Sox played. He ended up going two for three with a 101-mile-per-hour double to center. He played five innings at shortstop. Also, Reese McGuire and Corey Kluber, by the way, uh, had a chance to appear in that rehab game. Kluber, he went... Uh, Two innings allowed three hits, three earned runs, one walk, two strikeouts. Uh, and then Reese McGuire caught five innings. So uh, uh, it would be great to have Reese McGuire also back on this team just to give Connor Wong some rest. Jorge Alfaro, I don't think, is necessarily given the rest. But Sox. doesn't it concern you with all those guys coming back that that would put Bloom in a situation of saying, oh, look at all these guys that are coming back. We might not have to make a move when that's the strategy 
that he's used the past couple of years, and it probably hasn't worked. If you well, ask what, me, well, well, when you say last couple of years, what 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 scenario are you specifically? Well, look at la- uh, look at like last year with Chris Sale. Like he he banked on the rotation getting better because Chris Sale came back, and then boom, finger injury. 2021, he like barely makes a move, and kind of at the last second, he gets Kyle Schwarber on a discount uh, because he was hurt at the time. So that that's what would concern me as a Red Sox fan is that Heimblum looks at all those returning players off of the IL and sees that as his trade deadline acquisition. I just think that the Red Sox this year are in a more unique position, right? It's sort of a, a team under Heimblum's mold. Where okay, he's been here for a while. He's he's kind of molded the team in, in in the way that he sees fit, and now if they continue to play like this, like it like there's there's reason to augment the roster with with players on the outside by dealing from within. I, I again, you and I just mentioned we mentioned this before, Joe. Uh, I've I've talked about it already tonight. I, they're not going to be so so aggressive because it's not as if they're you know the uh, world beating team this year, but. I think the opportunity to get a, a guy in the rotation that you can at least rely upon to give you some innings, which the Red Sox only have three of those guys right now, and yes, Pavetta could be that guy, but he's in the bullpen, and who knows what the Red Sox decide to do with him. Maybe they, they, they decide to, to deal him somewhere, but I, I think this year is a little bit different than years past. I do think for 2021, you have to give Bloom some credit for the trade deadline moves that he made. I mean, Kyle Schwarber was the biggest impact bat that year, and he ended up helping the team get all the way to game six of the ALCS. Uh, maybe bullpen-wise, you could have hoped for a little bit more. Robles was good down the stretch that year, Hansel Robles. Uh, obviously, in 2022, he was a disaster. And Joe, I, I also think, like Jonathan brought up, you know, some of the past moves that this front office has made there was reason to criticize, but I think now is a time where you have to give them some credit for what they're building right now because it looks like uh, a team that's on the rise with a lot of young players and a, and a really good core moving forward. Hopefully that shakes itself out for the rest of the season, and yes, hopefully the Red Sox add to it, but I, I think it's a little bit different than years past where where okay, it's now in Bloom's mold. The team is competing in a way in which they're giving the front office reason to invest in them, and, and you go fifteen and five over twenty games, and you and you kind of end this stretch, you know, right before the the off day that that's tomorrow, by beating the Braves the way you did. Like this was no joke of a win, and that's what's so cool about tonight when you consider the atmosphere and really what's on the line for the Red Sox in terms of what direction are they going to go in. The fact that they beat the Braves, they they rose to the occasion despite being down three to nothing. And they didn't really allow the Braves to settle in with that lead. They come right back, bottom of the sixth inning, Devers goes deep. That's what a leader needs to do, step up right when uh, the team needs them. And and I've already said this a couple times, but uh, worth, worth saying again, go back and look at the home run he hit. Like that's, that's a pitch that not a lot of guys can go down and get and, and then end up you know, hitting it out of the, at, within the confines of the ballpark, get it out to make it a 3-1 game. And, of course, the Red Sox add on three more in the bottom of the seventh inning. So I, I, it's, it's, it's a fun team right now. Obviously, it's not a complete team. You look at the rotation. You look at the open spots. They've been able to manage it well, but I don't think long-term that's necessarily going to happen, which is why you, you hope either the guys that are coming back, the Chris Sale, the Garrett Whitlock, the Tanner Houck, and then on the offensive side, Trevor Story, you hope all those guys just from you know being signed to this team 
being guys that, that are looked at as, as pieces that help you win now, hopefully they will help out. But I think that the Red Sox would be wise. If they feel like this is a team to to to, to invest in now, and I and we've heard Bloom talk about one of the big things for him in, in, in the all the comments that have come out recently from Bloom is that the ideal fit would to be somebody that can grow with the core of this team. Like he's talked about, you know, not to say rentals aren't worth it. Uh, he said, you know, maybe the right rental would be worth it. But the thought is we're, we want guys to grow with the core that we have. And I'll continue to say it, but that has been the best part of this recent stretch is that the core is emerging and it's not emerging in a way where they're going to win down the line. That also could be the case, but the core is emerging to win ball games now and to win them against quality teams. I feel good about the Red Sox actually against good teams <laughs> rather than they do against a team like the A's where they, they go there and drop two out of three uh, and, and make you maybe not believe in a second. But now, again, two straight wins against the Braves. That'll make you feel good. And then, of course, you, you took two out of three against the Mets, so you took care of business there right before this series. And now you head out to the West Coast and look to continue to show to the front office we're a team worth investing in. And, and it is cool despite where this team has been at times this season, that the patience that the front office has had with the young players is starting to pay off in a way where they're winning ball games right now. It's not to say the Red Sox are a World Series contender at this moment, but the core is emerging, and that is the most fun thing because it's not against teams that are middle of the ground or middle of the pack. They showed tonight they can beat the best teams who are throwing their best pitchers, and they've done that back-to-back nights against Charlie Morton and now winning a game in which Spencer Strider was pitching. We're taking you all the way up to midnight, 617-779-7937, the number to chime in. Again, 617-779-7937. Joe Weil with you here from Fenway Park after a Red Sox 5-3 win over the Atlanta Braves. Still a lot more to discuss, but now let's go to Joe Braverman to see what's trending on WEI. The Greg Hill Show, weekdays 6 to 10. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Red Sox come from behind and knock off the Atlanta Braves to sweep their two-game series from Fenway 5-3. to three. It's their fourth straight victory. Rafael Devers and Tristan Casas chase Spencer Strider out of the game in the sixth inning. Justin Turner then hit a go-ahead, or in the seventh inning, excuse me, Justin Turner then hit a go-ahead double in the seventh to seal the deal. Sox will now have the day off and travel out to San Francisco to start a three-game set with the Giants on Friday night. That will kick off a six-game road trip that features a stop in Seattle as well. Elsewhere in the MLB, SI.com reports that the Angels have taken Shohei Otani off of the trade market. Los Angeles is expected to add players for a possible playoff run, according to multiple sources. Celtics officially announced Jalen Brown's Supermax extension today. Brown signed a record $304 million extension and said the commitment to him will be felt on and off the court in Boston. The Bruins also held a press conference where they announced Patrice Bergeron's retirement after 19 seasons in the NHL, all with the Bruins. And the U.S. women's soccer team played to a 1-1 draw with the Netherlands in their second game of the Women's World Cup. Their next game will be on Tuesday against Portugal. That's a 3 a.m. kickoff. I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on WEI and WEI.com. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. I mean, we got to start picking it up. I know, obviously, everybody looks at the wild card and, um, you know, more teams making it to the playoffs. But at one point, you got to start making a move. You know, if you start at 500, it's going to be hard, right? Um, I think right now we're, what, four five games back from, from the last wild card spot. Uh, is it a lot? No. Is it, is it, you know, obtainable? Of course, yes. But uh, I think we have to be more consistent and, uh, maintaining the winning streaks, you know, going into that run of winning 15 out of 20. Uh, and, and I think every team in the big leagues, they had that. You know, at one point you're going to win seven, you're going to win eight. But uh, we have to be more consistent at that. So far, we haven't. Well, the Red Sox have, have gone 15 and 5 over a 20 game span and so what Alex Cora was hoping to see from his team to, to really vaunt them into a spot where they could feel like a team that could possibly be aggressive at the trade deadline they've done just that that was uh, Alex Cora on Gresham Fourier Joe Braverman with with the heck of a fine uh, and Joe you, you this was back here. on July 5th by so the way. yeah and I'm gonna give a little context to that so the Red Sox they've gone 15 and 5 as I mentioned over their last 20 games so that's since June 30th that's the best record in Major League Baseball they won tonight over the Atlanta Braves by a score of 5-3. to three. So at that point, June 5th, the Red Sox in this span had gone 3-1, and one, but their record was 43-43 and 43 at that point. So now they are a season high, eight games above five hundred, and they've gone out and done what Alex Cora was hoping that they'd do. Joe, that was, that was a heck of a find by you, but it, it is remarkable that he says something like that and then the Red Sox go out and do it. I think I think that goes back to Alex Cora. I mean, not only do you have Bloom putting the right pieces together, as you said, but you've got a great manager who knows how to connect with his team. Yeah, and, and Alex Cora, for anybody I feel that calls in, and if you want to chime in, 617-779-7937, I, I feel like anybody that calls in and, and says Alex Cora has to go or whatever, I, to me it's, it, it's always crazy when I hear that because – I feel like you have to appreciate how lucky you are to have one of the best managers in baseball on your side and guiding the Red Sox this season in a way that once again shows that he's one of the best 
in the business at what he does. With the Red Sox being in the position where they are right now, I don't think a lot of managers could help guide this team to where they are, but it's a testament to Alex Cora, the communicator he is, the tactician he is. I feel like on a, on a night-to-night basis, it's not always perfect, but you, you feel like you have a guy on your side that puts you in the best position to win, and that's why he's been a good postseason manager in the times that the Red Sox have made it to the postseason. Obviously, in 2018, they win the championship. I've always thought in 2021 that he took that team as far as he could have. And now, if this team makes the playoffs, who says the Red Sox couldn't be a team that could do at least a little bit of damage when you have a guy like that, you know, just leading the whole thing? So, once again, another great season at the helm for Alex Cora. And, and he's pushing the right buttons with this team that's playing great baseball. If you missed it tonight, Red Sox won 5-3 to three over the Atlanta Braves. Joe Wild with you here on Red Sox Review as the Red Sox sweep the two-game set against the Braves. They were down 3 to nothing tonight. They come back with uh, a run in the bottom of the sixth inning on a solo shot by Devers. Then Tristan Casas goes deep in the seventh inning to make it a 3-2 game. The Red Sox would take the lead on a two-run double by Justin Turner in the bottom of the seventh. Adam Duvall capped it with a solo shot in the eighth to put the Red Sox ahead 5-3, and they would win it by that score. So again, 55-47. and they are in the third wild cards, are a game and a half out of the third wild card spot, and I thought it was interesting. We played Alex Cora uh, in his post game press conference. He talked about the division not being fully out of reach, and and technically yes, right. So the Red Sox right now are seven games back of the Orioles for the top spot in the AL East. It's very unlikely. I think that part they... of I think part of it though has to be about the the Rays collapse. Like if the Rays continue, like even if they weren't like playing out of this world and they stay at a steady pace in first, then you'd say it's out of reach. But the fact that the Orioles came back and overtook them, then you have like the Blue Jays who are inconsistent. Like yes, it's possible, and like we said, we're not putting our money on it, but it's still somewhat attainable. Yeah, so I uh, somewhat attainable is is a good way to put it. It's it's still unlikely. I just want to make sure I'm making that point that there's still seven games back. Oh no, don't I, go to DraftKings or like FanDuel and and place a bet down on that. Absolutely not. Well, maybe at the trade if the Red Sox make a significant move at the trade deadline, we could have that discussion. But at the same time, they're putting themselves in, by the day in a better in better spot. Joe just mentioned the. Uh, the the Rays and the way they've played. So the Rays actually lost again tonight. They are five and fifteen in the month of July. They have played some really bad baseball. Obviously, the Orioles have o- overtaken them for the top spot in the division. And uh, you know, with the Red Sox winning game after game right now, they uh, they're gaining ground on the Rays, and and that could become ever more important as uh, we wind down. Uh, you, you'd obviously like to jump the Rays just in any form, any fashion. So when they lose, you win. Obviously, that's a good thing for the Red Sox. But again, a 5-3 victory tonight. The young players for the Red Sox, this young core that we've been talking about, Tristan Casas, four plate appearances, does not get retired in any of them. Two walks, two hits, including a solo home run that he hit 410 feet. He hits it off one of the nastiest pitchers in the sport. And and that's what's been cool about Casas is that he's doing what he's been doing recently, which is going 15 for 32 since the All-Star break with six home runs. He's been doing it against some elite pitching. You know, Spencer Strider is as nasty a pitcher as there is right now in Major League Baseball. That's why he leads his sport in strikeouts. Yet Casas takes him deep. He doesn't get retired in any of the plate appearances. And then you had him, you know, earlier in this homestand hit two home runs against Max Scherzer. And yes, this isn't like peak Max Scherzer, but still, that's a Hall of Famer. And you're taking him deep twice 
which is awesome to see. And then on top of that, Devers, your cornerstone, he goes deep out to right center field for his 25th home run. He's had a, a productive season despite being unlucky at times and I think also a little too aggressive as we saw at the beginning of the year but uh, he, he's that consistent threat the landmine in the little middle of the lineup and uh, he gets it done with a big home run to get the Red Sox on the board so again to read rack Red Sox are a game and a half back of the third wild card spot right now as Toronto won today so Red Sox in the same position but they take care of business here at home with a 5-3 victory over the Braves. Kenley Jansen wrapped up the victory for the Red Sox against his former team. He logged a save. Uh, He ended up putting a couple runners on, but he ends up striking out Orlando Arcia to end the game and secure his 22nd save of the season. He had a chance to catch up with our three-man crew, Joe Castiglione, Will Fleming, Rob Bradford, after the victory. Here's what he had to say. Kenley Jansen joins us now. and uh, Kenley, what is it about the Braves? You're throwing harder than ever against them. Uh, that was just tremendous from you, and what a, what a series win against your former team. How are we doing down in the clubhouse? Man, doing great, doing great. I mean, you know, those are my boys back there, man. I, I have fun with them, and they know I'm coming, you know, but I when I go out there, I bring my best, you know, because otherwise I'm going to hear it, you know, the rest of the season. So i got to bring my best against them. So, you know, it was, it was fun. It's fun facing them, and it was a great series and a great homestand. It sure was. Uh, Kenny, how about that throw by your battery made Connor Wong? It was a laser. Hey, um, you know, they be talking to me a lot about, you know, trying to, you know, hold the runners more. Um, you know, kind of known around the league that guys run on me, you know, because I'm try to not give up my best stuff um, you know for a running game but you know I worked my way to get better at it and now you know knowing that Connor you know always got you know got a good chance good arm and you know his throw is always accurate so you know it's, 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 a, it's a great job by both of us. Both of us. Kenley we're the, before the game we're sitting on the bench and you're looking over the, this great field at Fenway Park signing a million autographs and just talking about how much you love baseball, but yeah, I mean today <laughs> we keep saying this like, well, here, give us an example. Well, today's a pretty good example of that between the crowd, the environment, and obviously the win. Yeah, I mean, it, it shows how passionate passionate these fans are, and um, you know, probably like what the biggest sellout sell out probably since 2019. I heard. So, yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's a great thing. It's a great thing. We got a good team. And I'm telling you, man, having these fans behind you, you know, it's, it's not hurting at all. It's, it's really great, and it, it brings the best out, out of you. So um, it's, it's awesome to be here. And like I say, man, I love pitching a family. You know, Kenley, you've been outspoken about how you want to be here for a long time. You want to get to 550 saves with this team. Yeah. You want this team to push. What's your message tonight? I mean, you just beat the best team in baseball a couple in a row, a 4-1 and one homestand. Uh, yeah. Any thoughts on uh, what sh- what the next week should hold? I mean, you know, like we keep taking care of, you know, us, you know, belief in us. You know, um, when the season started, nobody count us in. And we, we had a great team. We had a great team. And we just got to keep playing the best baseball out there and try to make less mistakes. Defense, you know, last mistake, like mistake that I did in the ninth, you know, hit the batter. Um, stuff like that. So if we can control those stuff and, and, and make pitches and play defense and good base running, I think, you know, we got to be a great team. And to come back against a guy like Strider, who was lights out for so yeah. long in this game, is uh, Jeez, really an accomplishment, huh? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, to make him work. Um, and we get him out of that, what, seven inning? Um, we get him out of the seven. I'm happy about uh, that, actually. Yeah, <laughs> especially knowing that their bullpen is a little. Gracias, gracias. 
<laughs> knowing that um, our um, their bullpen is a little short, so we, we take a good advantage of it. And JT, you know, I was I was calling it. I'm like, y'all better welcome, man. They did. And <laughs> I saw that story. Like for ten years, I saw that story. Yeah. So you know, it's awesome having him here in this ball club and you know helping these young guys you that's know, he's, awesome he's having you here too Kenley. Yes, we we'll look forward to many more thank, thank you, you so thank much you got, you got your pajamas ready yeah I got my pajamas ready hopefully I get a good night of sleep you know <laughs> um, the music is going to be bumping you know oh, yeah. they're going to play cards so hopefully I can sleep through their music you know that's so it, yeah man. thanks Kenley thank you alright so that was Kenley Jansen talking to our three man booth of Will Fleming Joe Castiglione and Rob Bradford that last part you heard about the pajamas by the way uh, so the, the, the word Will Fleming broadcasted when the game was going on was uh, about how the Red Sox are going to be wearing fun pajamas on, on the West Coast plane ride as they head out for six against San Francisco and Seattle. So that was a fun little uh, exchange there at the end about that. But a lot of good stuff from Kenley Jansen. Uh, you heard the guys allude to when they asked the question about, uh, you know, where what Kenley Jansen, I think it was Will that asked the question about, you know, Jansen expressing to our Rob Bradford the the notion of this team being a buyer and, and Kenley has talked about how he wants his team to be a buyer at the deadline. Obviously, he's a veteran. Uh, well, he's actually, was- sorry, Joe, to interrupt you, but uh, speaking of being buyers at the deadline, I did see a trade. This is breaking news. So the Red Sox make another trade. The Red Sox are acquiring right-handed pitcher, minor leaguer. Uh, Mauricio Lavera for Marquez Johnson, a minor leaguer. So the Red Sox are getting a righty from the San Francisco Giants, the team they are playing in the next series this weekend. That was awesome, Joe. That, <laughs> that you got all that queued up and was ready to go. It was funny because I just saw that as well. Chris Cotillo of Mass Live putting that out there. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, so the, the Red Sox get another bullpen arm, it, it's a right hander. And uh, Mauricio uh, Jovera, he uh, 5'11", 224. I apologize for my pronunciation. No, it, it, the only reason I, knew, I, I, I I think I have it right is because of the great website baseball reference uh, that, that puts it out, Jovera. And, and by the way, the Red Sox also announced to make room. Uh, the club has transferred Caleb Ort to the 60-day injured list. Not that anyone would want to see Caleb Ort pitch for the Sox anyway. <laughs> Just a little jab there right at the end from Joe. Uh, so anyway, so Mauricio Jovera. Is uh now that somebody else now Red Sox stats is saying it's Yovera, so maybe I'm saying it wrong. Anyway, 27 year old, recently DFA'd by the Giants, 29 major league appearances over four seasons. So uh, he's pitched for the the Phillies in San Francisco uh, during his time in the big leagues. Uh, so he doesn't have any he doesn't have options, as Chris points out on on Twitter. Uh, he doesn't have options, so he may join the big league team and ba- balance out the left-hand, right-hand split right now they have in the bullpen. And then they give up this 23-year-old prospect. He was an 11th-round pick in 2022. Uh, I think it's Marquise or Marquez Johnson. That's one of those I hope is the right pronunciation, but he was a, a 11th-round pick out of Long Beach State. Uh, he uh, had posted a 6.55 ERA in 28 appearances, all in relief, for single-A Salem's, and he wasn't even on the Sox prospects' top 60 list. So clearly not a guy that the Red Sox uh, prioritized because they just shipped him off, and, and the Red Sox get a, a soon-to-be big league arm in their pen. So I, I we, we, we talked about this a little bit before. The the notion that the Red Sox at the deadline hope to be a, a team that added uh, an arm or two in the bullpen 
uh, because the, the bullpen's been pretty taxed this year for the Red Sox all season long. So they get uh, Yovera or jo- Jovera. Hopefully, we'll get some uh, clarification on that. But uh, anyway, he uh, the the right-hander, 27 years old, recently DFA'd by the Giants. Red Sox get him uh, in this trade that they just made uh, to to add him now to. Uh, their roster, and uh, the, hopefully we have a, a little bit of a bigger move. Uh, it's not just the low-key moves that we've seen so far that help augment the big league roster. Obviously, Kike gets dealt out yesterday, and uh, and that was a big move, big news uh, coming out of here, and, and he played his first game with the Dodgers today, and the Red Sox got Which, two Which, by the way, it looked like he had a ton of fun being back on the Dodgers. Did you see that video of him dancing yeah, in the he was, dugout? Yeah, he was dancing. He was all fired up. Uh, I, you know, we, we saw that when the when when the good times were rolling here in Boston and he had a nice Instagram uh, message about his time with the Red Sox. And, you know, you, you think back to 2021 and, and all the, the, the joy and smiles he brought to fans in, in that playoff run and how good he was. I mean, he was an absolute beast during that playoff run for the Sox, but the last two seasons have just not shaken out well. And he was arguably the worst position player in major league baseball this year with how bad he was offensively. And uh, defensively as well. But the Red Sox make it a trade, so they get uh, Yovera, Mar- uh, Mauricio Yovera from the Giants in exchange for a, a right-handed, um, sorry, a minor league right-handed reliever. So minor trade, breaking news. Good job by Joe Braverman to get that to us. I mean, we agree. We need a bigger trade, though. We're going to go all out once they get like a starting pitcher instead of just bullpen guys. Yeah. No, I, they'll need a little bit more. Um, so the interesting thing is... As Chris Cotillo points out, he, he I just saw him break this news about the trade, is that uh, Yovera has to join the Red Sox in the majors because he's out of options. So that means a bullpen move is coming. Uh, maybe it's Joe Jakes. Maybe it's somebody else in that pen. Uh, but Caleb Wart, with the way he's progressing right now, is he, he, that he's now transferred to the 60-day IL. That's why they bring Yovera in, as Joe mentioned. Hopefully we don't have to see Caleb Wart again you know, this season or beyond. That being said, they add another arm, which we expected, right? We expected the Red Sox to, to add a little bit more, especially in the bullpen. And uh, they have at least done that with this trade, but there could be uh, a lot more coming. And what's interesting about what the way the Red Sox have performed recently is that you look at the back end of their bullpen, and you have two veterans right now, Chris Martin and Kenley Jansen. I, I think there was a thought when the Red Sox you know, got swept by the Marlins, they were about to uh, approach the the tail end of June, June 30th game against Toronto, and then the rest of their July slate, wondering what type of team they would be at that point. Because remember, when they got swept by the Marlins, they were 40-42, and 42, and, and right now they sit at 55-47. and 47. There was, I, I think, a thought out there that maybe with their back-end guys, Chris Martin, Kenley Jansen, two veterans, two guys that are still performing well, that they could get you a prospect back. I think that's just out of the question right now. I think it has yeah, to be. Yeah, I think the back end of the bullpen is now I, set up. You have Jansen as your closer and your setup guys. Hopefully John Schreiber gets back to what he once was, and then you have Chris Martin. Yeah, and it's great to have Schreiber back. I mean, with, with how well he pitched in 2022, and, and really it, before he got hurt this year, it wasn't as dominant as uh, a strong, the, the big stretch we saw from Schreiber in 2022. But he's still a huge guy to have in this bullpen. And then you think about all the other weapons that the Red Sox have uh, been able to throw out. I mean, Brendan Bernardino, talk about unsung heroes for the Red Sox this year. And again, another move you have to give Heim Bloom some credit for. He's been really good for the Red Sox out of the pen. And he's been a guy that 
Alex Cora clearly feels comfortable rolling out there in big spots or in really any spot because we've, we've seen him be an opener. You know, that, that, that combination of him and Pivet has actually been pretty good. Uh, but anyway, the bullpen getting a little bit stronger with this uh, move that they made. They At least they add another arm. And uh, with uh, Mauricio Yovera joining this Red Sox team, and uh, and we'll see what he can bring to the table. But uh, a minor trade the Red Sox make tonight in which they get him from the San Francisco Giants for a low-level minor league prospect. So some more relief arms being added into the Red Sox system. The, the trade that they made with the Dodgers when it came to uh, Kike Hernandez, they got Nick Robertson in that trade from the Dodgers. And, and he's an interesting guy. I, I'm curious to see what he provides the Red Sox at any point because he was one of the best pitchers in AAA this year. He, he had 42 strikeouts, 28 and a third innings pitched at the time of the trade. And uh, he could be. We'll, we'll see what ha- happens. But it, maybe he's a guy that helps out this bullpen moving forward as well. But the Red Sox just trying to add right now. I think that's the, the, the big takeaway from tonight after all the fun we had here at Fenway in front of 37,457 fans, a win over the Braves, a 5-3 to three victory, that this team is worth not only worth investing in right now, but uh, it, just from an emotional standpoint with this young core of players along with the vets that have been brought in really coming to the table and performing well. On top of that, it could be a team that, that adds at, at the trade deadline. I think it's fair now to expect that from a fan perspective with the way that the Red Sox have been trending, you know, over these last 20 games going 15 and 5 and putting themselves in a position with you look at the other wild card teams right now, the Rays are struggling 5 and 15 in July. Houston, you know, coming off a World Series last year, not quite the same team. They lose to the Rangers tonight, so the Red Sox pick up a game on them. So now they're two and a half back of Houston for the second spot and a game a game and a half back of the Blue Jays who Obviously, have a lot of talent, but I always have trouble trusting that team with the way you know they've performed over the last couple of years. A team that people thought would be at the top of the division, it just hasn't quite happened. So uh, to say the Red Sox couldn't jump them, I think, would be a ridiculous thing to say because it's definitely possible, and especially with the way uh, this team has been performing as of late. Joe Wild with you here from Fenway Park. Joe Braverman back at the WEI Studios. We'll pause for a short break. We'll wrap things up here on Red Sox Review. Again, the Red Sox beat the Braves tonight 5-3 to here from Fenway Park. Now a season-best eight games above 500. This season's starting to get really fun, and we'll see how uh, much more fun it gets uh, as we approach the trade deadline and then if the Red Sox make some additions, what it could be like right after that. A lot to dream about, a lot to think about. We'll talk more about it right after this on WEI. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. One-two pitch to Devers. Swinging a high drive. If it's fair, it's gone. It is way back. It is fair, and it is out of here. Devers launches off of Strider. The Red Sox are on the board. It is three to one. Rafael Devers going deep again, his 25th home run of the season. That was one of three home runs the Red Sox smacked tonight. Tristan Costas also went deep. Adam Duvall also went deep. And the Red Sox with a come-from-behind victory against the Braves tonight. They went at 5-3. Boston now a season-best eight games above 500. That's the 30th come-from-behind victory of the year. And Red Sox Stats, the great Twitter account, at Red Sox Stats, points out that the Red Sox just picked up their 40th victory against uh, teams over 500. That is just one fewer than Baltimore, who has the most wins uh, against teams above 500 at 41. Red Sox now with 40. So the Red Sox continuing to play good baseball against the best teams in the sport. Yes, we'd love if they could beat up on teams like the A's. And and I know they swept the A's at Fenway, but it, it hurt that they lost two out of three in that road series. That being said, they've come back home. They've won four out of five as uh, they beat the Mets uh, two games to one in the three game set and then sweep the two-game series here against the best team in Major League Baseball. And what a fun win it was tonight here at Fenway. Joe Weil here on Red Sox Review. Joe Braverman back at the WEI studios as we wrap things up. And for the Red Sox, again, I I think the theme, as we've talked about all night, is that this young core starting to emerge uh, as it's progressed, this 2023 season. Uh, There was a great graphic that that they they showed on the ESPN broadcast about how Jared Duran is fifth in Major League Baseball in the month of July in OPS, Tristan Costas is seventh, Devers ninth, Yoshida is uh, 13th, and I know Yoshida is not as young as the other players, but a guy that is only starting his Red Sox career this year. So you have uh, three truly young players in Casas, Duran, Endeavors, Yoshida a little bit on the older side compared to those guys. Not too much, but just a little bit. That being said, they you have four guys in the top 15 in Major League Baseball in OPS in the month of July. Raking, and then Will Middlebrooks had a good point to the, uh, that he just put out on Twitter that I thought was worth mentioning too. He talked about how uh, everybody is focused on guys like Duran and Costas Endeavors, myself included tonight, and Yoshida, and then I mentioned Turner having the most RBIs in the sport since the beginning of June. But how about Connor Wong too? He deserves his flowers as well. He had a couple of hits tonight, and he's hit three ninety six over his last fifteen games, four forty over his last seven. 
And then, as Will points out on Twitter, you pair that with the lead defense behind the plate. He's, he's really becoming a great player. And, and He goes. The pitch is taken for a strike. Here's the throw. It's on line, and he is out. What a gun by Connor Wong. Yeah, that was a huge play. That came in the top of the ninth inning. The Braves at that point were threatening. They had uh, runners at the corners with one out. It was a 5-3 game. And then uh, the Braves ended up utilizing uh, a pinch runner in that position. So they they, they tried to get some speed on the base paths. Uh, they turned to a player in Forrest Wall to try to steal second base. And Wong guns him out at second base. Awesome stuff. A guy that has. And remember last year with the catchers? Like, I think post Vasquez, like once the Vasquez trade made. And so you had McGuire and Connor Wong. And it was essentially like, okay, steal on them. You know, because it was they weren't going to throw throw him out at second. Yeah, and and it's funny too with Vasquez. I you know a lot of people obviously were 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 surprised by what happened, and I think at the time it was sort of fair to question. Okay, what's the point of this move? Why are we? Why are they dealing somebody like Christian Vasquez? Well, the reality is Christian Vasquez has not had a good season with Minnesota. He's with the Twins now, thirty two years old. Look at his baseball savant page. It's just all blue. And then, you know, if that's too much for you, if you don't want to look at, you know, some of the underlying metrics, you want to just look at sort of the standard stats. Well, he's hitting 227, uh, 297 on base percentage, 314 slugging percentage. So he hasn't really done a whole lot for the Twins. Meanwhile, you have a young stud in Connor Wong who's really emerging. Fifth best pop time in Major League Baseball. Uh, caught stealing above average. This is a new stat that uh, that Baseball Savant has rolled out. He's among the best in the sport. Like, he's he's an awesome guy to watch defensively. And if he gives you something offensively, you'll, you'll certainly take it. And he did tonight. He had a single, a run scored in the seventh inning. I, I mentioned the, the stat that Will Middlebrooks put out, 396 average over his last 15 games. He's a part of that young core. He's another one of those guys. And then on top of that, Brian Bayo, your young stud, you know, the, the final line, not totally, you know, fantastic. Six innings pitch, four hits, three runs. It is a quality start, but uh, I, I but aside feel- from but aside from that sixth inning where he gave up that three run home run, it was another great start. Well, and that's what I was going to say too, Joe. It's like he gives up the bomb, you know, a couple of misplaced pitches, but overall a, a pretty good start. And this Braves team came in arguably the best offense in the sport, most home runs, the highest slugging percentage. They go deep once, but it's a quality start for Brian Bayo. He ends up getting the no decision. But the Red Sox pull it out 5-3 to three over the Braves. It's going to get interesting with the trade deadline coming up, but it's looking good for the Red Sox. Eight games above 500, only a game and a half out from the third wild card spot. And they put on a show for the home fans, 37,457. I want to thank Joe Braverman. Joe did an awesome job back at the flagship WEI and playing sound, getting us highlights, all that stuff, and bringing us breaking news as well. Uh, Yo- Mauricio Yovera, new member of the Red Sox bullpen. I'm Joe Wild saying so long here from Fenway Park. The final one final time, Red Sox 5, Braves 3, Red Sox 8 games above 500, 55 and 47. Now they head out to the West Coast. Want to take me home. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.